What's good, people? It's your boy Caesar here, and this is an episode of the Hybrid Club. Hope all is good. Um, you know where, to, of course, to find us on the socials at the Hybrid Club, and you know where to find me at Caesar Says. So I don't know about how you lot are feeling, but uh, I'm feeling rested and rejuvenated after that very, very, very epic workout against Leeds, which we managed to get through, get the three points, and get the hell out of Yorkshire. So now, of course, we are looking ahead to the Europa League group stage match against PSV, welcoming the uh, second place team in the Eredivisie to the Emirates Stadium on Thursday night. Win, and we all but guarantee top spot. We're certainly guarantee our place in the knockout stages. Um, lose, and it makes that game against PSV away all the more important because, of course, the team who finishes second plays one of the teams who drops down from the Champions League in an extra knockout fixture, and we certainly want to avoid that. Um, as we know, this game was due to be played on um, the 15th of September, but was postponed. We were, of course, due to play Manchester City uh, tonight, time of recording Wednesday night. But instead, of course, that game has been moved to a date to be confirmed, and so we are playing PSV in our game outstanding. Um, now, we've spoken a lot about the fixture list um, for October, and certainly it's been a pretty tough, tough month, a pretty grueling month. And we saw that with the performance against Leeds and, Leeds and how fatigued the team look. But look, we have got through the, the you know, half our games in October and we've won them all. Tottenham, win. Boda Glimt, win. Liverpool, win. Boda Glimt, win. Leeds, win. We now have two games against PSV in between games against Southampton and bookended by a game against Nottingham Forest. These are games which are certainly winnable. Now, if we win this game uh, against PSV coming up, I'm less bothered about the the, the away leg, to be honest, because um, even if we drop points or get a draw in that game, we beat FC Zurich at home and we're, we're home and dry. That doesn't mean you take it easy, of course. That doesn't mean you get complacent. Um, anything could happen in professional football, but certainly given the importance of the Southampton fixture, Nottingham Forest fixture, not wanting to drop points after so much good work against teams like Tottenham, Liverpool and Leeds. And knowing that we've got to go up against the likes of uh, Chelsea and Wolves, you definitely don't want to be dropping points in those games. So we want to be able to manage our, our minutes, manage the load appropriately in those games. Um, and look, we're up against a very good PSV side managed by former Arsenal nemesis Ruud van Nistelrooy or current Arsenal nemesis, depending on how long you hold grudges. Um, they went out of the Champions League groups, uh, group playoffs um, games to Rangers, losing 2-1 in aggregate. Um, and since then, they've pretty much dominated almost all teams in their wake. They've had, you know, very few losses, a couple of draws. Um, granted, it's the Eredivisie and the Europa League group stage, but they've been impressive nonetheless. So you definitely don't want to take this team for granted. And they have some very, very, very talented young players um, who will be itching to put on a display at the Emirates with, you know, a sizable chunk of uh, of Europe watching. They could really show their level against a very good side. So make no mistake, some of their more talented young players and some of their other squad players will be wanting to uh, to turn up for this game. So we'll talk a little bit about some of their key players and their style of play and that type of thing, but just a few things to go into for this game. So first things first, are we going strong team or heavily rotated? That is the key question. What balance is Mikel Arteta going to strike 
Um, some of this is going to be determined by fitness and injury. Of course, we're still without uh, Zinchenko due to a calf injury. He's missed four games now. Um, not ideal, certainly not. But again, the four games he's missed, we've managed to pick up the points. So, you know, thankfully it's not impacted our ability to get the points. Um, but he won't be available for this game. There are question marks about the availability of Martinelli and whether or not he'll be available. Uh, Mikel Arteta in his press conference saying, you know, to be confirmed. So it could be that he's keeping his cards close to his chest or it could be that he genuinely, you know, they're having to assess him late. Um, but that being said, there are still decisions to make, right? Um, with the game against Berda Glimt, Arteta went stronger than I think people expected. But given how the game panned out, I think it's easy to see why he did that. Um, for Leeds, of course, we were back to the predominantly sort of starting 11 Premier League side and we looked knackered physically and mentally. Um, the team definitely ran their legs into bloody stubs. You know, you know they 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 left it all on the line. I think um, it's pretty difficult to to balance this, particularly at this stage of the season, knowing that you've got games which you're going to be expected to win um, against Southampton. And Nottingham Forest, despite the fact that Southampton are a team that could one week get beaten 9-0, the next week beat a team 3-0. It's just, you never know what you're going to get with Southampton. But um, they've got a good young side, though they do have a couple of injuries at the moment. Nottingham Forest, again, you should be beating them, but it's the Premier League. Anything can happen. Um, so yeah, with, with wanting to pick up victories in those games, knowing we've got some tough, tough fixtures coming up and then got the World Cup coming up, um, what do you do, right? Um, and given how tired everybody looks against Leeds, you're expecting rotation. So obviously we're expecting the likes of Matt Turner in goal, Rob Holden to come in in defence. Um, I'd be amazed if Kieran Tierney wasn't starting at left-back, considering Tommy Asu started at left-back um, against Leeds. Now, of course, if he's thinking of bringing Kieran Tierney into the starting eleven in the Premier League, maybe keeps Tommy Asu in this game and, you know, and starts uh, Tierney on the weekend. But I suspect Tierney will start this game, even if he then goes on to start against them. Um, against Southampton. And then you're expecting players like Vieira to be uh, uh, brought back in, in Ketia, brought back into starting lineup, Lokonga in midfield. But what about players like uh, Martinelli? Does he continue on the left or does Reese Nelson come in? Given how hard work Martin, Martinelli, how hard Martinelli worked against Leeds, you'd expect Reese Nelson on the left, um, Marquinhos on the right, but PSV are a very, very good side. So does Arteta think, I need these points, I need this win. So actually, we're going to, push on with some of our Premier League starting players, get this over the line, and then we can, you know, do heavy rotation in the final two games. It's going to be interesting to see how he strikes the balance. Um, now, of course, um, as I said, Martinelli played throughout the victory against Leeds. Um, Zinchenko had missed, um, you know, four matches already with that calf injury, so both of them didn't train. Um, we are, of course, top of Group A, with three wins uh, from three games, so in six times and only conceding the once. Um, the only goal we conceded was the uh, penalty against FC Zurich. Um, PSV are second in the group, two victories and a draw from their three matches. Um, so it will be an interesting game given that, you know, first playing second and, you know, we can put that distance to keep us safe or we they could close the gap and make the next game incredibly interesting. Um, if we did beat PSV, then we'd only need a draw 
um, against Netherlands to secure top spot. And, you know, then you can rotate as much as you like for the game against FC Zurich. And if possible, I would very, very, very much suggest that Mikel Arteta rotate heavily for the FC Zurich game if we manage to do that. Of course, whether he does or not remains to be seen. Um, now, what about PSV? As I said, they're currently second place in the Eredivisie, one point behind Ajax. They've had a very good season so far. In their last four matches across competitions, they have four wins and have outscored their opponents by 17-2. to two. That's including putting, I think, 10 goals past FC Zurich. Um, you know, 10 to you know, 10, 10 goals past them over two games. Um, we beat FC Zurich 2-1. Now, different context, different situations. So it it, you know, one plus one doesn't equal 20, right? Um but it does show that they are not here to 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 play about. You know, when they can get goals, they press their advantage. Um, so, with that being said, they know the situation we're in in terms of the group, and they're going to show up expecting to try and uh, to try and do something. They would have seen how we played against Leeds, and they had a very comfortable victory in their game in the Eredivisie. So they'll be ready for this. They'll be far more. Uh, I don't want to say rested, but they, they'll be they'll be ready in terms of their energy levels for this game. Um, now, I think this is only the seventh meeting um, between between us and PSV um, and the first time in the Europa League. It's been it's been years. I, I remember a game back. I think it was in two thousand and four. So that Henri would have still been at the club when we last played them. I think so. Yeah, it's been it's been a while. It's been a while. But um, look, they're a good team, right? Um, I'm fully expecting. Van Nistelrooy to have scouted our side quite well. And I think one of the things that they're going to try and do, um, and we'll talk talk about this a bit later when we're talking about key players and stuff, but I think one of the things they're going to try to do, I don't think they're going to be overly um, pressy in terms of, you know, how Leeds were, for example, or how Berda Glimt went us. I, I don't really think that's their style. I think they're selective about when they press. There's a particular trigger point for their press. And you'll see it, for example, if Turner was to pass the ball directly to Lokonga's feet, Sangari will go in for the press then. Um, so one of the things I think they'll look for is to try and pick the ball off our feet in the final third and get a quick turnover. Um, number one, will be somewhat disorganised if they do, giving space for the likes of Gakpo to run either into an empty space uh, where our right back would be, um, or, you know, take on whichever defender they're, they're facing up against and try and go for the curler into the top corner. So I think there's a couple of things they're going to try and do to take advantage, particularly given that we are going to rotate to some degree and any level of rotate, rotating and mixing the matching squads is going to lead to a little bit of a lack of cohesion. And I think they're going to try and um, try and take advantage of that. Now, whether they manage to do that, of course, is going to be down to the level of our performance. For me personally, we only drop points to this game and PSV only win or take any points on this game if we let them. And I mean that in the strictest sense, in the sense that even with a rotated side, we're good enough to beat PSV. We just are. There are things they're not great at. There's some things which they're good at, um, but there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to beat them. So if we're not on our A game, if we drop our levels, then certainly they can punish us. But if we perform to our levels, they can't see us. Um so we'll just have to see what PSV shows up and what Arsenal shows up. It has to be better than the Arsenal that showed up at Berda Glimt, but again, unique circumstances. And it has to be better than the Arsenal that showed up to Leeds, but again, Leeds played against us the way very few teams will. Um, and we played two very pressy teams back-to-back, both away games, both a bit of a distance for, for the Arsenal boys to travel in their own ways, of course, respectively speaking. Um, 
So I don't see PSV posing that same problem. Nonetheless, they have skill sets they're pretty good at. Um, but speaking of the, you know, the last couple of away games, one of the big question points, of course, is how we respond after that Leeds game. So, you know, for the first time probably this season, you know, the Berdeglimp game and the Leeds game were games where we were probably fortunate to come away from the match with all three points, with any points, to be honest, if we're being brutally honest. Against Berdeglimp, they had more than a few occasions where they ran through on goal, literally 1v1. Um, and they didn't put it away. Leeds had their chances, didn't take them. Um, but that's football. That's life. Um, but what it does tell us, of course, is that given that they were particular circumstances are quite unique, um, we can't let that carry on. Because if it's one or two games, you you sort of put them in a box and you put them to the side and say, okay, we dealt with that, on to the next. But if those kind of performances drag on for the next few games, it suddenly starts to become a pattern and that becomes very worrying. So we're going to want to bookend those kind of performances. And I think we played two very pressy teams in very difficult away circumstances, which create the conditions for an incredibly fatigued group of players who weren't at their best. Hopefully now we've had a couple of days uh, to prepare for PSV. You know, when we um, played Leeds off the back of Berdeglimps, you know, we went to down near the Arctic Circle and back. And, you know, we had Friday, Saturday, and we were playing on Sunday. Now we've had, now we played on Sunday. We've had Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So we've had a little bit of extra time. So I hope the, the boys are in, in better condition. Um, so, you know, but we still, we got the wins, right? And that's that's the important thing. Um, we managed to get the win against Leeds, of course, with Bukayo Saka scoring a brilliant goal that looks better and better the more you see it. Um, the more you watch that goal, really just the, the angle he was at, power and the direction he got and the fact the keeper had absolutely no chance to save it it really was a fantastic finish um and of course this was before he uh traveled to the ballon d'or ceremony with beth mead and vivian Miedemar, both of which were nominated for um the women's ballon d'or while uh bukayo Otaka was nominated for the copper trophy which he finished eighth in and i do think him finishing eighth was more to do with the lack of champions league football I think when you don't show your ability on the the highest stage, um, I think people question how good you really are. And we know how good he is. We know how good Starboy is. But until he's doing it sort of on the Champions League stage, I you know I think to get into the top 10 the way he did, given we had no European football last season, tells you how good he is. I think Europe will pay attention to Bukayo Saka when we get into the Champions League. They'll see how good he really is. And I wouldn't be surprised if his his uh if he'd finish higher. But I'm getting off track. This is this this isn't a Bukayo Saka loving session, though I think all of us love Starboy and you know it could easily you I could spend an hour talking about how good he is. So but we're not gonna do that. Anyway, he won us the game. He got that goal. Um but it was a pretty difficult match. So these players, this team are really going to have to find a way to turn those performances around and get back to dominating games. Put your foot on the ball, move the ball around, quick passing, intricate passes, get those triangles on the right, get that movement on the left. You know, big switches so that you can move them around, create spaces and avenues and angles for attack. And against this PSV defense, if you can do some quick passing in and around them, they will make mistakes. They've been doing it all season. While they've been having good seasons, if you look at the goals they've conceded, there are a lot of defensive errors there. Um, so if this team can knock the ball around quickly and move the ball like we know they can and put them under pressure, we'll get opportunities and then we just got to take them. And I think with players like Eddie up top, 
we definitely can 100 percent um so this should be a really interesting game it really should be quite exciting psv are not a conservative team you know they really do want to play football they'll leave themselves exposed at times um to what degree they do that against a team as good as us i'm not quite sure but i suspect that they're not going to be any kind of intimidated whatsoever i think they'll come for us not recklessly but i think they'll they'll try and come for us so we'll just have to make sure that we pick them apart at the appropriate points i don't think they're going to sit there low block um if they do i i you know lord help them because I, I don't know what happens for them if they if they do that i don't think it's a good look um but look we'll see what happens from the from the perspective of the europa league group stage due to sort of the head to head result head to head results against Berda glimt um we'll guarantee our place in the knockout stage um if we get at least a draw and i'm expecting us to get the win not a draw we're at home um big emirates pitch emirates crowd behind behind them i think we've got a good shot um i think arteta won't go full rotation i think we'll see some starters i'm just interested to see the condition they're in because i know some of those players you know looked like they were going to crawl off that pitch ben white when he came off um for tierney looked like he was going to vomit quite frankly as he crossed the line to come off the pitch so given that we're only part way through october and we still got a little bit of november to get through um where we've got a couple of tough matches before the the world cup uh, before we break for the world cup i really really hope that we rotate enough to still stay you know a, a, a level above um uh, above psv because ultimately it only takes one too many rotational options and the cohesion of the team is completely off and then it's not about the level of the players it's the fact your 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 cohesion is off and, and you're not at your best so we'll see um what happens there during the um during the press conferences arteta spoke a bit just about um sort of what he expects from this psv or what he thinks psv you know, and he, he spoke about them being a good team and thinking that Rude uh, has done a good job there, um, particularly given the amount of goals they score. And I was going to go on to this point from a stats point of view. So PSV, all competitions have played 13 games. They've won 11, lost five, drawn one, goals against 16, goals four, 46. Now, I did say they bagged 10 goals past FC Zurich over two legs. And, you know, in recent games, they have been racking up goals. I mean, for example, in the uh, in the Eredivisie, they, what was it? They beat, I think, Utrecht 6-1. Um, they beat, I think, they won 4-3 against Feyenoord, 7-1 in one of their games, um, FC Voldam, I think. So, like, they've been really racking up goals. So that's what I mean. When, they, when, when they're winning and they're doing well, they press their advantage and really kick on. So, you know, they scored a lot of goals, but the numbers are a bit inflated given some of the of the, the opposition. But, you know, I make the point that we played FC Zurich and we won 2-1. Um, our stats, we played 13, won 9, lost 1, drawn none, scored 30, uh, goals against 11. Um, so we've done really well ourselves there um, in terms of where we are. Obviously, it's a fantastic start to the season. Um, better than any of us could have expected. So let's just keep it going. Me personally, I'm kind of looking at this October period as its own thing. I know we've got those games in November, but just sort of from a mental point of view, I'm just thinking of this October period. You you look at those stats, you look at our performances, it doesn't lie. It's going well. So we just have to kind of keep it going. 
Um, just going to talk a little bit about the important players for each side before I go on to their, their sort of styles of play and, and the lineups. So from a PSV point of view, I think we have to talk about Cody Gapo. So nine goals, seven assists, um, tall, strong, fast, right foot player that plays on the left, really direct runner, sort of good striker of the ball. You know, he's a good stop and go attacker. So he can run at you, stop, you know, drop a shoulder and go one way or go the other way. Um, he's comfortable going to the byline or cutting in. He would prefer to cut in, you know, open up his body and do the on restyle finish if he can. But if he has to go on his left, he'll do it. If he has to go to the byline and chip the ball to the back post, he'll do it. A very, very versatile forward who is in a lot of form. Spoke recently about the potential to move uh, to Matt Schneid. Spoke to Eric Ten Hag. We were certainly looking at him at one point. None of the deals came off. Remains to be seen whether or not, um, you know, either ourselves or Matt Schneid go in for him in, you know, in January or next summer. I, I certainly don't expect him to be at PSV next year. Um, I'd be surprised if PSC sold him in, in January, but nothing's impossible. But he is very much their main goal threat, their danger man. You keep him quiet, you keep them quiet. However, they do have another player who's incredibly important to the way they play, and that is uh, Xavi Simons. So brilliant, brilliant footballer. Um, you know, has been a talent from a very young age, has been one to watch from a very young age. Um He's brilliant tactically. He's brilliant technically. He's a gifted number 10 that could play eight. Um, he was part of the Barca youth setup, which explains, again, the incredible technical ability. Um, he moved to PSG in July 2019, somewhere before the pandemic. Um, he's now joined PSV on a five-year deal. It was originally meant to be a loan, but turned into a permanent deal. Um, I do believe that um, PSG have a buyback clause. So whether that's activated, I don't know. But... Um, He's incredibly technically gifted at playing in front of defences in small spaces. So those sort of really tricky and crafty passes, sort of, you know, if he's right up against the defensive line, he just sort of flicks the ball through the defensive line. He's really good at those kind of passes. Um, but he can also run through the defensive line. So if people are doing sort of intricate passing in front of the defensive line, he can be the player that slips through the defence and runs onto the ball that's just clipped past. So he's good doing either or. Very, very intelligent player. I think he even speaks four languages, um, but an intelligent footballer. Um, he's also a ball carrier from, from midfield. He probably does need to add a little bit of muscle, so can be muscled off the ball. Um, but he's a brilliant ball carrier and an excellent passer. Um, he does use his low central gravity well. He's not a big player. He's quite small. But uses his low center of gravity well, so he doesn't get bullied often. Um, far from it. Um, brilliant delivery of the ball as well from the channels. You know, if he's if he's in, in sort of the attacking uh, right half space or attacking left half space, he can float a ball in that's met at the back post, fizz a ball into the feet of the striker in the middle of the penalty box between two. There was one he there was one pass he played in one of PSV's games earlier this season. I think it was against Excelsior. I think. And it was, he sort of picked the ball up in zone 14, turned, and he just zipped a ball to the feet of the of the striker who was stood. You know, he had the two centre-backs a couple of yards either side of him. It wasn't much. It was either needle stuff. And he just drilled the ball straight to the, the, the striker's feet. It was an incredible pass. Um, so he's capable of pulling that out. So similar to the Man United game, for example, where Lukonga was out of position. So Ericsson got the ball and was able to you know, pass to Fernandez for the sort of pre-assist. Lukonga is really going to have to make sure that uh, that Simons isn't alone by himself in zone 14 with space to pick a pass. 
Um, if he sort of slips behind um, Lokonga, then one of our defenders is going to have to press upon him and make sure that he's not he doesn't have space to pick those passes. Because if you give him space to pick a pass in zone 14, you are in big trouble. And that's not an exaggeration. He's a very, very, very good player. Eight goals, three assists this season. Um, and very, very much a big talent. He won't be at PSV for long. Um, they also have uh, Anwar El Ghazi. Um, some of you might recall from Aston Villa days. Interesting thing about El Ghazi, Egyptian player, technically brilliant, as in such a technically gifted footballer. Bags of talent, quick, strong. His issue has always been a consistent application of his talent. He's one of those players that could go as far as he wants, be as good as he wants, and that in itself has kind of always been his problem. How much does he want to be good? Because he's got all the makings of a brilliant player, just never applied it consistently. Um, so he's one of those who on his day can be phenomenal or completely absent. And he's not a player that ever really worried me for that reason, because, and particularly with the way our team is playing, I feel like players need to be at their best and we need to be at our worst. If we are at our best, I think you can shut him down. But don't, make no mistake, don't take him lightly just because he's sort of, left the Europe, uh, the, the Premier League and gone back to the Air Division. He is a uh, Air Division. He is a very, very good player. Um, and then in the base of their midfield, they've got Sangare. So interestingly, he was a player who was looked at as an alternative to Thomas Party and has been looked at as an uh, a party replacement. Not because he's at that level. No, it's sort of stylistically he's very, very much been looked at. That. Um, he plays at the base in midfield, but he's capable of both progressive carries and progressive passing. So you look at him and you think he's sort of typical, dominating physical player in midfield. And while he plays like that, um, he is a very, very good progressive player in the sense of his ability to um, to progress the ball. Now, he plays in a side that dominates most of the games they play, particularly in the Eredivisie. Um but he is part of the reason they can do that um, because he does the defensive work really well, but also contributes quite a lot to, to attacking plays. His first touch can be a little bit heavy. Um, so there is an opportunity for the likes of Vieira or Shaka to pick the ball off his feet. Maybe even Eddie, depending how far up the field Sangare is when he gets the ball. Um, but you want to nick the ball off him before he gets that second touch. You don't want to sort of lose second balls to him because when he gets going, it's sort of like a momentum juggernaut type thing. He can really display quick feet to get away from a press and just keep going and keep going. Um, he seems to pick up more speed and more strength as he goes. So he's not afraid to do a give and go and just keep going. Um, so And he will keep going into the box. It's not sort of like one of those um, deep line playmakers or, or, or defensive midfielders where he kind of runs up to the edge of zone 14 and stays there. If he brings the ball, if he progresses the ball forward and he gives it to someone like Simons, for example, he'll keep running. Um, which gives us an opportunity if we have a turnover to run into space, but it also means that there's an extra player that our defence may not be used to dealing with, an extra body, an extra number, so we'll have to be switched on for that as well. Um, but for ourselves, who do I think will be the important players for Arsenal? Um, so Tom Yasu, if he's playing at right back, which I think he will, I don't think we'll drop Cedric in. I could be wrong, um, but I think Tom Yasu will play right back. Because of the threat Cody Gakpo faces and because he is their main threat, he is their main goal out there, the majority of their goals comes from Gakpo and uh, Chevy Simons. Uh, Gakpo needs to be kept under control. Now, because our fullbacks tend to push centrally into midfield, the job of keeping him quiet may end up falling to, say, Rob Holding. And I don't like the idea of Gakpo running on Holding. So I'm suspecting that Arteta may make a slight tactical tweak 
and maybe not have Tomiyasu going as far up into midfield or not having overlapping as much. Now, if we're dominating the game, maybe that will change. But I, d- I think there's going to be a need to make sure there is an ocean of space for Gakpo to run into. Because if he is playing on the left-hand side, um, unless it's sort of... Uh, if he's playing on left, that means he's playing you know, up against the defensive right-hand side. And you don't want Gakpo running at Rob Holding. It's just not something you want. So I think maybe uh, Arteta might make it slight, slightly a, a slight tactical tweak and have Tommy not be so... So progressive from the right back position. Um, equally, I think Lokonga is going to be important. Um, one of the things I wasn't really happy with towards the start of the Berlin game was that the, he seemed to be. I don't like to use the word hiding because I don't think it's an accurate depiction of what was going on. But he wasn't making himself as available for the pass um, from from Turner or from the defensive players. He was sort of standing behind the Berlin players, not making himself available, but still calling for the ball. Um, number one, he's going to need to be incredibly good on the ball because like I said the moment he receives the ball with his back to goal Sangari is going to be up his backside so he's going to need to make sure he's either capable of spinning away from Sangari who is incredibly combative in midfield or he's going to need to make sure he, he creates space to be able to receive the ball to turn and go equally on the defensive side he can't disappear like he did against United if you give uh, Jerry Seamus time to kind of get off you you're going to lose him and he's going to have all this handle to play ball so he's going to need to make sure he cuts out the passing lanes to not make it so easy for PSV to give the ball uh, to their to their uh, dominant playmaker. Um, spoke a bit about the PSV defence and the degree to which they're liable to make a mistake. Uh, I think you, when you watch back some of their games, some of the goals they conceded, quick passing in and around their defensive line, and they start to panic. So a player like Vieira, if he steps in for Odegaard, we're going to need to see some of that quick passing, get them uncomfortable on the edge and in and around their penalty area. The spaces will appear, they'll crack, they'll swing at the ball, swipe at it, lash it out, they'll make mistakes, you'll have space, you'll be able to shoot, particularly with Eddie. And so seeing Vieira and Eddie connect better is something I really want to see. They've got the makings of a good partnership there, but I just want to see them connect a little better when it comes to their their build-up play and, and helping one another dominate teams and push them back. I also think that, um, yeah, speaking of Inketia, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I apologize, I'm repetitive. I know Bagman, when it comes to Europa League group stages, he needs to be bagging goals. As I said, I think this PSV defense is eminently get atable. So I'm really hoping Nketiah can bag himself a goal or two today, uh, today, tomorrow, even today, tomorrow, depending on when you're listening. Um, so yeah, I'm hopefully can hopefully can do that. Nothing about this PSV defense bothers me or worries me at all. You, if you put them under pressure, they'll crack 100%. It's not that they're bad. It's not that they're terrible. It's just they will crack if you put them under pressure. Um, so fingers crossed they do exactly that. Um, just a little bit on style of plays before we get to to line up. Um, spoke about PSV, main goal threats, Gakpo, Siemens. Um, they try to work the ball into zone 14 um, so that uh, Javi Siemens can play the killer ball through. You know, we're talking about iron and needle stuff or use this combination of short passing to unlock defences. If you look at PSV statistically, they are a short passing team, not a long passing team. They do have that long ball over the back of the fullback, which they can play from defence, but they prefer to play short passing, at least in the majority of the, their games, statistically speaking. Um, so they're going to want to try and unlock the defence through the middle or work it wide where Gakpo have space to run at defence or run at the space where the defence should be. Um, like I said, he wants to open his body and do that on reshot, but 
you know, he's happy going to the byline as well. So you'll want a defender there who's able to compete with him on the outside or the inside, which is why I think Tommy will play, because I think an unfit Cedric going up against Cody Gapo or an unfit Cedric sprinting upfield, going on an adventure and leaving Rob holding to mark a Gakpo the same way that Cedric did and left holding against Spurs at the end of the last season. I don't think anyone wants to see that. So I'm expecting Tommy Asi to play right back um, because Ben White looks shattered, so I'm not expecting to see him there. Um, especially Tommy Asu right back and and doing what he should be doing there. Um, I think they'll want to put use every opportunity to put Gakpo behind the right back because obviously our defense pushes up centrally. So um, I'm expecting to see maybe a slight tweak and Tommy Asu be slightly more withdrawn and slightly more reserved. But I could be wrong. If we're playing them and just dominating them, then there's no need to make that tweak and we'll carry on doing what we usually do. Um, but given uh, how they'll want to play. Like I said, they're not going to be like Berda Glimt and Leeds in terms of how heavy they press, but they'll have specific triggers. And I expect to see Sangari um, pressing Lukonga if he gets it, um, or them pressing their attacker line, pressing um, Turner if he, you know, if he has the ball at his feet and he's taking too long to get the pass out. Fully expect PSV to press him because I think they'll know that they can get at uh, uh, Turner or with the ball at his feet. Um, they do like to play out at the back at times. Um, I remember they could see the goal against final that way. They play out from the back, took too long, didn't do it well enough, got caught. It's happened to them a couple of times. It's not always resulted in a goal, but it's happened to them a couple of, a couple of times. So if we do our press properly and they play out from the back a bit too much, that's certainly an opportunity for us to get a turnover in, in their attack in third. So something we, we should definitely keep an eye out for. Um, like I said, they're not a massively pressy team, so that I'm less worried about and I'm thankful for because we've played two pretty pressy teams in a row. Um, but they do, you know, they are fond of sort of zipping quick passes around the defence. Um, but their defence really doesn't like that either. So I think, like I said, this game is going to be about us imposing our quality on them. If we do that, then it's not really much of a game to talk about. Um, from our style of play, I don't need to tell you what our style of play is. You watch us every week. You know you know about the positional play, the attack in the five channels, the fullbacks going into midfield. Um, we just need to make sure we keep our shell well, expand and compress properly, compressing on them. We need to defend so we can get the ball off them quickly as possible and go back. Um, expand when we want to attack to create those spaces, create those overloads, um, you know, big switches so that we have uh, sort of our full, sorry, our wingers um, going one-on-one -on -one with their defenders because they've not had time to come over. Um, you'll remember, for example, the Leeds goal. Rodrigo tries to do a big clearance, um, and that leads to uh, Bukayo Saka being one-on-one -on -one with the Leeds fullback um, uh, for one of the only times in the game, and it led to the goal. Now, imagine that big switch being one of our players playing that pass to Saka, right? You sort of move them around left and right, not the horseshoe death, but just move them around. Then once you've got them sort of sufficiently to one side one pass to, um, to Lukonga big switch out wide and suddenly you know your left left forward is um running down on their full back or vice versa so so yeah um that's something I'll, I'll hope to see but um good one-on-one -on -one defending of course again if you've got someone like Gakpo doing the kind of runs he can you don't want to be falling over yourself and giving away cheap penalties or anything like that jumping in diving in haven't seen much of that this season thankfully after years and years and years of the trauma of watching Mustafi start defending, happy to see that we've got decent one-on-one -on -one defenders who stay on their feet and are good in a challenge. So hopefully we, you know, have a Tommy Asu switched on that back and ready to to pocket a, a Cody Gakpo and make him look very ordinary. Because the last thing we want to do 
is add 20 million pounds to his price tag by making him look like an absolute footballing genius. Um, and yeah, I think everything else is pretty much in hand. Um, as for the lineups, like we spoke about towards the, the top of the show, um, the level of rotation, I think, is going to heavily depend on how much Mikel Arteta thinks he needs his Premier League starting 11 players um, versus how many of his sort of typical starting Europa League 11 he can he can play to to get over the line. So it's going to be that balancing act. I don't think he's going to go full Europa League rotation. I just don't think he's going to do that. But I do expect to see some rotation because we were shattered after Leeds and he has been rotating. I don't think any of us are expecting to see a Premier League eleven looking side in this game. Um, the balance remains to be seen, of course. Um, he's going to have a decision to make um, with the wingers, for example. Feel pretty confident that Reese Nelson and Marquinhos will make an appearance, but is Bukayo Saka coming on the 60th, 70th minute? Martinelli, 60th, 70th minute. Now, it could be that one or both of those start. I'm hoping it's a Reese Nelson Marquinhos starting and both Saka and Martinelli arrested because, well, we, we don't even know the situation of Martinelli, obviously, because uh, he's still being assessed. But if he is available, don't want to see him starting. Um, similar thing in midfield. I think we're going to see... Uh, Odegaard benched, Vieira come in at right eight and Shaka continue at left eight. I think that's what we're going to see in midfield. I think um, Arteta is going to want that continuity of Shaka in midfield, that control. Um, and then we have Vieira do what Odegaard does. Um, Saliba's played four straight matches. Um, so continue Saliba or rotate for Gabriel. Gabriel, according to some people, is in a tough spot. I think he had a great game against Leeds and had one moment where the red mist descended. Um I think personally, given Saliba started four in a row, that he's going to be dropped and Gabriel's going to start alongside holding. That's what I think. Now, of course, if Cedric plays, we may see Tomiyasu in holding. But I think, like I said, having Cedric seen that Cedric's not played all season, I think we're going to see Tomiyasu right back, Gabriel holding, Tierney. Um, so that's who I'm expecting to see. So from a starting lineup point of view, I'm thinking Turner, Tomiyasu holding, Gabriel Tierney, Sambi, Shaka Vieira, Nelson Marquinhos, and Ketia. Um, and I think he'll try to win it off the bench if he needs to bring on the likes of Saka, Jesus, um, Martinelli, etc. Um, so yeah, that's it for me. Um, please, by all means, get in touch. Let me know your thoughts. Like, retweet, subscribe. I gotta get out of here. I've had a crazy long day. Um, I won't even get into my day. It's been crazy. The fact that I'm even doing this and getting this out, I, I don't know. I know how I'm still awake. I am definitely in need of a stiff drink and some sleep so i'm getting the hell out of here like i said please do get in touch it's great to hear from you leave us a five star uh, review or rating on um apple podcast spotify um anywhere you hear from us do get in contact with us let us know some stuff you want us to talk about anything you're interested in um you know always happy to hear from people thank you very much to all the people who've been tuning in and listening and all the new followers it's really great to, to get in contact with you guys you guys have been fantastic um it's your boy Caesar, of course. You know where to find us on the socials at the Hybrid Club. You know where to find me at C says C E A S E S A Y S. Let's go out there. Let's be PSV. Let's get these points, and let's then be able to sort of rotate heavily for the Europa League while we can focus on racking up the points in the Premier League and extended our lead at the top. Listen, people, we are top of the league, top of, top of the Europa League group stage, four points clear of Manchester City. We're here about to qualify for the Europa League group stages. Fingers crossed we avoid an extra knockout round. Things are good. Things are really, really good. So please just enjoy the ride. Don't get caught in, you know, stupid 
debates about whether or not Gabriel's the new Mustafi or, uh, you know, are we going to lose Edu to some team in Europe or just forget about it. You know, always oh, Saka going to sign a new contract. Don't worry about it. Enjoy the ride, people. We're in a good space. Football is about enjoying the moments, about the highs and lows and the emotion and all of that. So just enjoy the ride. Enjoy it, whatever happens. People, it's a good time to be a Gooner. It's always a good time to be a Gooner, but it's especially a good time to be a Gooner. So with that, I'll speak to you later, people. Have a good one in a bit. In a bit.